When John the Baptist heard in prison of the works of the Christ, he sent his disciples to Jesus with this question, Are you the one who is to come, or should we look for another? First, why was John in prison? Because he earned the ire of the non-wife of Herod, one Herodias, who had been married to Herod's brother. We should all know the rest of the story. It is filled with not too veiled condemnation for the actions of these characters, and ended in the martyrdom of the Baptist. This week I have been in an email conversation with a parishioner regarding my recent homilies, where I spoke about the possibility that our practice of the faith may need to go, quote-unquote, underground. Uh, By the way, she, she agreed with me. But because society will not tolerate orthodox Christian teachings. John the Baptist suffered for the faith, and we should not be surprised if that should happen to us. In fact, this week, the warning of this happened here in Omaha. If you did not hear this, the St. John Paul II Newman Center at the university was threatened by pro-abortionists with automatic weapons if the Bellevue abortion mill gets shut down. I have also been reading authors who are beginning to press the need to confront the evils of our, in our society more directly. I cannot and will not say they are wrong. However, it is also true that if I stick to the scriptures the church lays out for our use, the opportunities to preach directly about abortion and all the evils of what is commonly called the sexual revolution, I would call it a devolution, a devolving of basic Christian morality into debauchery, then it is not always easy to have these issues as a focus for preaching. However much some would wish priests would be more emphatic regarding the church's moral teachings, I do think there have been lost opportunities by many of my brother priests and deacons to be clear on church teaching. Not so much here in Omaha, as far as I've heard, but in other parts of the country that seems to be very true, and that is a terrible failing. But as I said, not every weekend set of readings allows for those topics. Today's gospel is a case in point. There is more to the gospel reading than just John's imprisonment and reacting to what caused his imprisonment and execution. And that brings me to my second point. Why did John the Baptist ask his disciples to ask Jesus the question he did? Let me repeat it. Are you the one who is to come, or should we look for another? This is my point. I do not think John sent his disciples to Jesus because he was doubting who Jesus was. This has been a common interpretation of the gospel, but it is wrong. I do not think John doubted. Instead, he was sending his disciples to meet with Jesus so that they would transfer their allegiance from him to Jesus. In another place, John says that he must decrease while Jesus must increase. That is from the Gospel of John, chapter 3. This is further verified by Jesus' closing words to John's disciples. Blessed is the one who takes no offense at me. If John's disciples heard Jesus say that, they might have been more inclined to stay with Jesus. At least, that is the way I think. What do we expect to see when we look at Jesus? What did Jesus say that would be the sign of those who, who, uh, to the sign of those who, to Saint John's, uh, Saint John the Baptist's disciples? He said, "The blind see, the lame walk, lepers are cleansed, 
the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor have the good news proclaimed to them. These are not some sort of spiritual parlor tricks that Jesus was doing for the sake of the people in his day. He was not performing some magic feat to fool a bunch of backwater, uneducated fools. No, he was declaring himself as who he is. In our search for understanding who Jesus is, not was or will be, we have to seek understanding by seeking what he declared about himself, that he is God. And when we discover who he is, we have to answer more questions. What did he make of his disciples? What has he made of the church? What has he made of us? The answer to all these is very simple. He made us prophets. Remember last week's homily where I talked about going out into the desert and coming from the desert? You can listen to my podcast from last week. It is still there. This is part of what a Christian prophet is supposed to contain in his or her life. We are called to live our lives in such a way that people could identify us directly as followers of Jesus, as people who are dedicated to making his kingdom present on earth as much as possible. Some of us may be dressed in fine clothes, some of us may be in rags, as Jesus challenges in our reading today. But what matters is whether or not we are speaking like John the Baptist and pointing people to Jesus. Our station in life, whether rich or poor, uneducated or genius, new immigrant, or from a family that came over on the Mayflower, whatever type of distinction you may claim can be a way to speak to others about Jesus. Now, here is my challenge for you for the rest of Advent. First, begin praying that there will be more people than normal at our Christmas Masses. We normally see more people at Mass at Christmas, so it should not be much of a surprise that we see an answer to that prayer. But now comes the challenge. When you come to Christmas Mass, look around the church to find someone you recognize, but who does not normally come to Mass anymore. There's a lot of them as a result of COVID. Then start praying for that person. And if you do not see them again for a couple of weeks at Masses, contact them and say, I saw you at Christmas, but I've been missing you the last couple of weeks. Do you want to come to Mass with me this weekend? This is another way we can be prophets in our own backyard, or rather, in our own churchyard. Please, take my challenge seriously. The best way to get people to come back to church is not because of the priest or the deacon. It is because you have invited them. John the Baptist was inviting his disciples to search out Jesus. The church today, you, cannot do less. So let us pray. Lord Jesus, you gave John the Baptist followers an encouragement to follow you. Help us to give the people in our day a reason to turn to you. You are the only one who can give the people of our day truth and genuine peace. We pray for peace, especially in this season of Advent and looking into Christmas. Give us the ability to bring peace to those around us as we pray to bring them back to you and to the church and to Mass. Help us as we pray that we may be prophets for our day and call people back to you. Amen.